No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that during the reign of King Isaiah, five bad kings reign in Israel. It's a lesson about the righteous remaining while the wicked are cut off. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Kings chapter 15 on Simply the Bible. As we cover the lives of many kings from Judah and Israel, admittedly, it can get a little tedious listening to the record of so many who did evil in the eyes of the Lord. Part of me says, can't you guys just get it together and see that people who forsake God pay dearly for it? This is especially true in the passage before us today, as we cover five kings of Israel who were all considered evil. But we will see that there are great lessons for us to learn from their example. We continue in 2 Kings chapter 15, verse 8. In the 38th year of Azariah, king of Judah, Zechariah, the son of Jeroboam, reigned over Israel in Samaria six months. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord, as his fathers had done. He did not depart from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who had made Israel sin. Then Shalom, the son of Jabesh, conspired against him and struck him and killed him in front of the people, and he reigned in his place. Now the rest of the acts of Zechariah, indeed, they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. This was the word of the Lord which he spoke to Jehu, saying, Your son shall sit on the throne of Israel to the fourth generation. And so it was. Zechariah was the great-great-grandson of Jehu. After four generations, the dynasty of Jehu had come to an end, just as the Lord had said, because Jehu had obeyed the Lord in wiping out the house of Ahab for his wickedness and his idolatry. God kept Jehu's dynasty alive for over 100 years, the longest dynasty in Israel. In the southern kingdom of Judah, there was a single dynasty, the dynasty of David. But in the northern kingdom of Israel, there were eight dynasties. By the way, I must correct something I said last time. I said that out of 20 kings in Judah, 10 were good. The actual number was that there were only eight good kings. Now, that's what happens when I say something from memory. We will see that during the reign of King Uzziah in Judah, five kings reigned in Israel and four of them were assassinated. Zechariah only lasted six months. It was dangerous to be a king in the north. A big reason for that was that they all did evil in the sight of the Lord. They walked in the sins of Jeroboam, who had made two golden calves to worship, one in Bethel and one in Dan. Verse 13, Shalom, the son of Jabesh, became king in the 39th year of Uzziah, king of Judah, and he reigned a full month in Samaria. For Menahem, the son of Gadai, went up from Terzah, came to Samaria, and struck Shalom, the son of Jabesh, in Samaria, and killed him. And he reigned in his place. Now the rest of the acts of Shalom and the conspiracy which he led, indeed they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. Then from Terzah, Menahem attacked Tifsa, all who were there, and its territory, because they did not surrender, therefore he attacked it, all the women there who were with child, he ripped open. 
Zechariah's reign was short, but his assassin's reign was only one-sixth as long. Shalom ruled for one month, and then he was killed by Menahem. Proverbs 26:27 says, Whoever digs a pit will fall into it, and he who rolls a stone will have it rolled back on him. Or we might say, what goes around comes around. We believe that Menahem was a military commander. He reigned for 10 years in Israel. He was the only one out of these five kings to die a natural death. Military leaders, once they become rulers, are difficult to dethrone. Menahem was especially brutal. When the city of Tifsa wouldn't submit to him, he attacked its inhabitants and followed the Syrian custom of ripping open the pregnant women. Indeed, these were dark days in the nation of Israel. In the 39th year of Azariah, king of Judah, Menahem, the son of Gadai, became king over Israel and reigned ten years in Samaria. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord. He did not depart all his days from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who had made Israel sin. Paul, king of Assyria, came against the land, and Menahem gave Paul a thousand talents of silver, that his hand might be with him to strengthen the kingdom under his control. And Menahem exacted the money from Israel, from all the very wealthy, from each man 50 shekels of silver to give to the king of Assyria. So the king of Assyria turned back and did not stay there in the land. Now the rest of the acts of Menahem and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel? So Menahem rested with his fathers, then Pekahiah, his son, reigned in his place. Menahem's policy was to seek to appease the rising power of Assyria, especially because he looked at the king of Assyria to help strengthen his rule in Israel. Now, in contrast, King David would have trusted the Lord, prayed for strength, and fought the Assyrians until he defeated them. Menahem taxed the wealthy to pay tribute to Paul, the king of Assyria, giving him a total of 38 tons of silver. For the time being, the Assyrian king turned back and left Israel alone. But 20 years later, the Assyrians would return to conquer the entire land. Placing confidence in the flesh never works. Appeasing the flesh only feeds and strengthens it so that it will conquer us later. Menahem was the only one of these five kings to have his own son succeed him. In the 50th year of Azariah, king of Judah, Pekahiah, the son of Menahem, became king over Israel and Samaria and reigned two years. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord. He did not depart from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who had made Israel sin. Then Pekah, the son of Remaliah, an officer of his, conspired against him and killed him in Samaria in the citadel of the king's house, along with Argob and Ariah, and with him were 50 men of Gilead. He killed him and reigned in his place. Now the rest of the acts of Pekahiah and all that he did, indeed they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. Pekahiah does not seem to have had the same strength as his father. He continued his father's policy of appeasing the Assyrians, 
But there seems to have been a contrary policy against Assyria rising in Israel. Perhaps this is why Pekah assassinated him two years into his reign. Pekah was Pekahiah's military commander east of the Jordan River in Gilead. In the 52nd year of Azariah, king of Judah, Pekah, the son of Remaliah, became king over Israel in Samaria and reigned 20 years. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord. He did not depart from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who had made Israel sin. In the days of Pekah, king of Israel, Tiglath-Pileser, king of Assyria, came and took Ijon, Abelbeth, Maacah, Genoa, Kedesh, Hazar, Gilead, and Galilee, all the land of Naphtali, and he carried them captive to Assyria. Then Hoshea, the son of Elah, led a conspiracy against Pekah, the son of Remaliah, and struck and killed him. So he reigned in his place in the 20th year of Jotham, the son of Uzziah. Now the rest of the acts of Pekah and all that he did, indeed, they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel. Of course, that book we do not have. As another military commander, Pekah had a relatively long reign, 20 years, the longest of the five kings we cover today. During his days, Tiglath-Pileser, king of Assyria, was a rising star who led successful military campaigns expanding the Assyrian Empire. He took Gilead, Galilee, and the land of the Philistines as far as Gath. He even captured Damascus and Syria. The Assyrians were on their way to becoming a world-dominating empire. Tiglath-Pileser now deported the inhabitants of Naphtali, assimilating them into the Assyrian culture. Soon the entire northern kingdom of Israel would be taken captive by the Assyrians, for they had completely forsaken the Lord. They had preferred to walk in the ways of the pagan nations around them and even serve the king of Assyria rather than serving the Lord. So soon they would know what it was to serve the Assyrians as slaves rather than to serve God Almighty in love. God had been very patient with them, but soon he would visit upon them the consequences of them forsaking his covenant. These five evil kings of Israel stand in stark contrast to Uzziah, king of Judah, who was a good king. In the time of his 52-year reign, five kings ruled in Israel whose reigns lasted from one month to 20 years. A few scriptures come to mind. Proverbs 4.19, the way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. Proverbs 11.5, the righteousness of the blameless will direct his way aright, but the wicked will fall by his own wickedness. While we cannot say that in all cases the righteous will live a long life, certainly the average life expectancy of the righteous is greater than the wicked. The righteous live under the favor of the Lord. And since the wages of sin is death, those who ignore God's commandments play Russian roulette with their soul in this life and guarantee eternal separation from God in the next. Sometimes we are foolish and we envy the wicked when it seems that they have everything they want. Asaph started to fall into this trap. He wrote in Psalm 73, But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped, for I was envious of the boastful. 
when I saw the prosperity of the wicked, for there are no pangs in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men, nor are they plagued like other men. But then Asaph came to his senses. When I thought how to understand this, it was too painful for me until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their end. Surely you set them in slippery places. You cast them down to destruction. Oh, how they are brought to desolation as in a moment. They are utterly consumed with terrors. When Asaph went into the sanctuary of the Lord, he had an epiphany. He realized that even though the wicked may seem to have the good life now, suddenly, in a moment, it will all be taken away, and they will have nothing in this life or in the next. It is interesting how the awareness of God's presence gives us this eternal and accurate perception. Suddenly, we see things as they truly appear in the light of eternity. This history of the northern kingdom of Israel contrasted with the southern kingdom of Judah shows us what happens when someone trusts in the Lord versus abandoning the Lord and trusting in man or trusting in oneself. Let's just say that your chances of living a long and happy life are so much better if you choose to do it God's way. 1 Peter 3.10 says, For the scriptures say, If you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, Keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right and his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. May God help us to stay his course. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow we'll see that when Jotham, the son of Uzziah, reigns in Judah, He is a good king, but when his son Ahaz comes to the throne, he is a very bad king. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Kings on Simply the Bible.